and welcome to a Word for This Day podcast. I'm Jory Schaefer, the show's host and creator, and it is my joy and my pleasure to welcome you today. Welcome back to all you regular listeners. I'm so thankful that you've stopped back by today. Thank you for downloading day after day. Thank you for coming along this journey with me. Thank you for wanting to be in God's Word. Oh, friends, it makes all the difference. As we talked about a few days ago, His Word is forever. His Word is truth. We mention that almost every day. And we need the truth. We need to be reminded from it so that we, uh, reminded of it so that we won't drift away from it. And so it is so important. And Jesus had said, man does not live on bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And this word that he has graciously given us in written form um, is our spiritual nourishment. And so I'm so glad that you want to spend time thinking about him and his word today. And welcome to anyone who's found us for the first time. I'm so thankful that you are here, friend. It's no accident that you are here. There are no accidents. There are no coincidences in God's timeline. So welcome. God just continues to put this uh, podcast all over the world, and I'm so thankful I give him all the praise and all the glory. You know, there are some who will listen to this or some who will uh, watch the little videos. I saw a comment that someone had made on one of my videos that it was a waste of time, and my heart breaks for that person that they are deceived, um, and I pray that you would join me in praying for that person. I don't even know where they're from or what their real name is or anything like that. But, oh, friends, to think that spending time in God's Word is a waste um, is just, it's heartbreaking because that's how we learn of Him. That's how we learn of His Son. That's how we learn how much He loves us and also how we learn um, how we can be made right with Him. And so I'm just excited for us to spend time here today. I'm excited for us to think about His Word. I would encourage you to continue sharing this podcast with friends, family, neighbors, strangers. Don't worry if you share it and someone doesn't like it. Don't let that discourage you. If God puts it on your heart to share, um, you do what, what He puts on your heart to do and then he he takes care of all the details. You don't have to worry about what other people think about it. And so I'm just thankful for you. I'm thankful that you do share and that you do tell people about it. Um, please know that I pray for you frequently. I continue to pray that the Lord would draw you closer to him and give you more desire, of a desire to know him and his word. And uh Know that I love to hear from you. I love to hear what God's doing in your life as you're spending more time with Him each day. And you can find my email down in the show notes. It's a word for this day at gmail.com. Well, our verse for January the 31st. This is our last day of January. Can you believe that we've been doing this for 31 days in a row in this new year? Um, but January the 31st, 2024 comes from Genesis, the first book in the Bible, Genesis chapter 1, verse 31, and it reads as follows from the English Standard Version. And God saw everything that he made, and behold, it was very good. 
And there was evening and there was morning the sixth day. Oh, I love this. I love this kind of summary statement as God looked back over his creation uh, or his creating in those first six days and then pronounced that it was very good. And I'm excited for us to park here to think about uh, what was going on there and um, to think more about the character of our God and his goodness and his graciousness and just all that we can think of about him. Well, you know, if you've been on this journey with me for very long, I think it's wise for us now to think about where we are in the scripture, who may have written the book or the letter that we're in and to get that appropriate context. Because just like with this verse, Some people uh, may take that out of context and say, oh, God said everything was very good. So all people are inherently good and, um, you know, everything is good. Everybody can do their own thing. There's, you know, you know where I'm going with that. Um, But when it started, God looked at everything and it was very good. But then sin entered and there's that's where the trouble came in. But we're going to talk about that. Anyway, it's so important for us to get the context and to know where we are and what was going on. There's nowhere within this book that tells us for sure who wrote it, but the earliest uh, Hebrew uh, historians and then even other parts of the scripture, probably more importantly, other parts of the scripture confirm that Moses wrote this book of this is the first book of the law. These first books, first five books of the New Testament, gracious sakes, of the Old Testament are called the law. And we know that the Old Testament begins with the five books of the law. Then it moves to Old Testament history, then to what's called the wisdom literature, sometimes the wisdom and poetry literature, and then Old Testament prophets, the major prophets and the minor prophets. And that's how that Old Testament is organized. Um, those first five books of the law uh, tell us so much. It goes all the way back to the beginning, actually before the beginning, because God had to be there in the beginning to start the beginning. Um, It tells us uh, about the beginning. It tells us about creation. It tells us about the first people. It tells us about sin entering into the world and the first people becoming disobedient and taking someone else's word over God's word. And that's when everything started going downhill. But God loves his creation so much. He loved people so much that even all the way back there in the garden, he um, mentioned a plan, uh, the plan of salvation that would happen where he was going to send someone who would uh, was a seed of the woman who would crush that serpent's head even though the serpent would bruise his heel and that was talking about Jesus but Genesis uh, tells us about the very first uh, people it tells us about the people becoming so wicked that God started over he sent a a, a great flood and um, he killed every living thing on the earth except for Noah and his wife and their and his children and their wives. There were eight left. And then he started back over. He made a covenant with Noah. And then we see about Noah's descendants. We see about Abraham, who was a man who um, believed God, and God credited that to him as righteousness. 
And then we see that God um, chose, he told Abraham that through him, all the nations, all the families of the earth would be blessed. And so we start to see that uh, plan of salvation continuing to unfold because it would be through Abraham's descendants that Jesus would come in the earthly form um, and be our Savior. But we see about God's chosen people, the Israelites. We see about how they went down to Egypt and during a famine, and then they came... Um, they became enslaved and they grew from about 70 people over the course of 400 years to at least six over 600,000 men. And it's thought that there were two to two and a half million people total um, that grew. Uh, they grew into that large number while um, down there in Egypt and under slavery. And uh, God sent Moses to bring them out. And that's what we hear about in Exodus. And then in Numbers, we hear about more of their time. Um, well, I forgot Leviticus. In Leviticus, we hear about the law that God gave those people as he was bringing them out, after he brought them out into the wilderness. And then in Numbers, we hear more about that time in uh, the wilderness. And then in Deuteronomy, we hear about Moses as uh, giving these farewell addresses to this, uh, these people who had been wandering in the wilderness for 40 years before they were getting ready to go over into the promised land. And so that's what we see in the law. And we see in other places in the law that uh, God had told Moses to write these things down. So even though these things in Genesis happened uh, hundreds of years before Moses was born, um, God gave him this information and told him to write it down, and I'm so thankful that he did. We see in the New Testament that uh, Jesus puts his certificate of authenticity on Moses being the author when he talks about, he was talking to uh, some of the people, some of the Pharisees who were so intent saying, oh no, we just believe in the law of Moses. <laughs> and uh, Jesus told them, if you believed um, Moses, you would believe me because he wrote of me. So right there, Jesus told them that Moses had written this law that they held so tightly to. Uh, Moses was the human author, the human penman, uh, but God was the ultimate author. He, he, we read that all scripture is breathed out by God for prof and profitable for teaching, correction, reproof, and training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. And so uh, God inspired through his Holy Spirit Moses to write these words and told him exactly what to write down. We read in different places. And so um, the beginning of Genesis uh, goes all the way back to the beginning. As we mentioned earlier, that word uh, Genesis that we have uh, was, comes from a Greek translation of uh, the beginning of the book, which means origins. And so that's where we get Genesis. But the Hebrew uh, title for this book comes from the Hebrew word of the first three uh, words of the book. So theirs will be translated in Hebrew uh, in the beginning, that, and that's how they name this book. And, and the other books of the law are that way as well. Um, but we see that this goes all the way, as I mentioned, back to the beginning. It says, 
In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. We talked about yesterday, and I just love how God puts this together, that Jesus and the Holy Spirit were there in the beginning. We see right there about the Spirit being there. But remember when I talked to you about when we look up this word God in the Hebrew, that Hebrew word is Elohim, and Elohim is a plural word, and that tells us that there was more than one there with God, and it was God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And when you think about Jesus was that word, God spoke the word, Jesus was there. We we know about how Jesus is light as we read, in, he was that true light that we read about in John chapter 1, and that light was the life, uh, that life was the light of men. And what did God start with first? He started with the spoken word, and he spoke light into the darkness. I just love that. I love that that that's how creation began. But we go through, and I would encourage you to go and spend some time reading back through this first chapter of Genesis. They each of the six days of creation, you know, on the seventh day, God rested, but he worked each of those six days. Now, this world uh, will tell you, and there are even people who claim to be Christians who uh, say that this was not a 24-hour day like we have, and each day was hundreds of thousands of years and all of this stuff. No, God's word says that it was a day says that he created the world in six days. He created the heavens and earth in six days. And I choose to believe that because there are things in this um, in this world that we, uh, we take on faith. And I think that that is one of the big tests of faith. Do we believe all of God's word or do we pick parts of it and try to fit it into man's wisdom? We've talked a lot already this month about how God's ways are much higher than our ways, how his thoughts are much higher than our thoughts, how the wisdom of man is but foolishness to God. So when people try to rationalize and put in worldly wisdom to explain away um, creation and how old the earth is and all of those things, um, I would just encourage you not to make that mistake. Uh, don't go by carbon dating. That's fallible. Uh, don't go by all these other things and people that talk like they know what they're talking about. Uh, go back to God's word. It's true. And uh, I, I do think that is one of our big tests of faith. Do we believe that? But anyway, I would encourage you to go back and reread about these six days of creation. And I'm going to pick up on that sixth day and read forward to our verse for the day. And then we'll park a little bit longer here and see what we can learn about God and his creation. But let's pick up right here in Genesis one twenty four, and it says, And God said, Let the earth bring forth living creatures according to their kinds, livestock and creeping things, and beasts of the earth according to their kinds. And it was so. And God made the beasts of the earth according to their kinds, and the livestock according to their kinds, and everything that creeps on the ground according to its kind. 
And God saw that it was good. Then God said, let us make man in our image. There we go again, where it tells us that there uh, there was more than one there with God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit also, after our likeness. And let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heaven and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him male and female he created them and God blessed them and God said to them be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth and God said behold I've given you every plant yielding seed that is on the face of all the earth and every tree with seed in its fruit you shall have them for food and to every beast of the earth and to every bird of the heavens and to everything that creeps on the earth everything that has the breath of life i've given every green plant for food and it was so and here's our verse and god saw everything that he had made and behold it was very good and there was evening and there was morning the sixth day you know, I love this. God's ways, as we talked about, are much higher than our ways. His thoughts are much higher. He had a very specific order that he did things. And it, when we get here to the end and we've seen that he had made the, the land and he had made, uh, of course, the light and darkness and the sun and the moon and the stars and the land and the vegetation and the fish and the birds, then he made the animals. Then he made man. He had all those there. Then he put man there, and then he gave those things that he had made uh, to man for his sustenance, and and he gave man dominion over those things, and that's very important for us to remember. And uh, his his order was perfect. He knew exactly what he was doing. And then at the end of each of those other days, he said, and God said it was good. But when he had his his whole creation done, God looked at everything he had made. And that collective creation, he said, this is very good. Because he knew it, it, all the parts were there. It had all fit together. And it was before sin had entered. And it was very good good and then there again he says there was evening and morning on the sixth day which tells us it was a 24-hour day and as i just mentioned if we think about why god may have called it very good um i'd really believe it's because of course he had created it his son was there as we've talked about and he was very much involved in creation as we see in hebrews 1 and colossians 1 and john 1 um they God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit were all there together. How could it not be very good? That's before uh, sin entered the picture. That's before uh, people turned away from God. But he had set it up the way that he uh, wanted it to be, and it had been undefiled by sin. Um, but then once that original sin came in, once um, Eve decided to take the serpent's word over God's word, God had told them that they could have uh, everything, uh, they could eat of the tr- of every other tree in the garden except for one. 
And where did Satan go to tempt Eve? Where did that serpent go with that one thing? I mean, there was abundance of other choices, but they went to the one thing that God had said, leave that alone, um, and chose that. And that disobedience, with that disobedience, sin entered, and that's when death began to enter. The wages of sin is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. It's a free gift. And God loved us so much, like we read in John 3.16, that he sent his son into the world, that whosoever would believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. God loved us so much, even though mankind messed up how the plan was supposed to be by by turning away by sinning god still made a way because he is so good he is so gracious he is so loving he is also so just so holy so righteous and i'm thankful he did make a way for us to come back to him and i just want to close with this last little section from psalms i would just encourage you to spend time giving god thanks and praise for his goodness his graciousness and thank him that he would forgive us for when uh, we have let sin rule in our lives but but thank him and praise him that he made a way for us to be reconciled back to him through his son listen to this psalm 103 verse 1 bless the lord O my soul and all that is within me bless his holy name Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquity, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with steadfast love and mercy, who satisfies you with good, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Give him thanks and praise for his goodness, for his character, for his love. Blessings to you, friends. Until next time.